All right, the topic we want to discuss now is love. Big topic. So let's see what we can say as opposed to trying to prove any points. Let's just discuss and see what uh, how we can put together a, 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 a picture here that makes a little sense, hopefully. So the first thing, of course, uh, with any conceptual discussion is try to understand what it is that, that we're saying, try to define it, and how do we define something. So the first thing we do is we recall that we communicate with symbols. So we're not trying to define a given sound because if we try to do that, then we just try to find other sounds. So here we would say love, right? Uh, let me look it up in a dictionary. It's a feeling that I, it's a good feeling like towards somebody I love, like da da Right, so we can't do that. So what we need to do is we need to reference something other than the sounds. We need to reference experiences, but it's not so simple to just point for something complicated. Oh, there, there, there it is. We need to uh, know how to comb through our experiences, how to interrelate them, how to uh, conceive one in terms of another, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, but but we do need to remember it's not about the the sound because we can uh, here we can call somebody's name is love right somebody's we can call our dog or our cat love uh, it doesn't matter the sound the, it, what matters is the the reality that the sound is intended to indicate but how do we even close how do we even approximately try to figure come close to that reality right because any sound is any sound why why isn't the reality of that this sound means uh the reality of hunger or the sky or plants or a car like what why why not so here we have to look at the usage we have to see how do people in a given culture in a given language use the word what uh, in what context what are the other words around it what what is the situ real life situations in which a person uses or people use the word so here let's see so let's give some examples so a person may say i love um ice cream or a person may say i love my spouse or a person may say i love my children, or a person may say, I love my house, I love my job, I love my iPhone, I love my Android, I love um, uh, the, um, the the spring, or I love the winter, uh, and so forth and so on. I love to travel. So here, there, we let's replace that with X, right? I X the travel, I X the ice cream, I X my spouse, I X my children, I X... Um, uh, what else we said? Car, iPhone, Android. All right. So now we have to think about what is the unifying thing here that is that, that a person is trying to, to represent with this term. Which again, it's not about the L O V E, the sound. It's about what the the concept that is referred to by or the reality we can say whatever we want to say that is referred to by that sound. So here, um, let's see. Let's think about it uh, as opposed to giving a preset answer. Say that. A person seems here to be saying that something or other is uh, uh, is complementary to them feeling the way that they want to feel, at least in this usage. All right? Because if a person says, I love ice cream, all right? and then with the same term they say, I love um, to travel, or I love this person, What's, what's the unifying characteristic? It has something to do with then with the person who's saying it, right? As opposed to anything about those things objectively or not. Or is it that the person is describing something objective about the ice cream, about traveling, about a given person? That doesn't seem to make sense because those are different things and we can find even more varying things. So it seems that a person is signifying a relation 
of the, the experience or the, the object or the person with their own self. And what is that, um, again, based on the concept, what is that uh, relation? It seems to be a positive relation, meaning uh, a person, this, whatever is in question is leading the person to feel the way he or she wants to feel, right? Because if a person says, I hate uh, uh, mosquitoes and I hate paper cuts and I hate losing money on the stock market and I hate getting fired and I hate um, uh, rotted milk, what unifies all of that? It also, what unifies rotted milk in the stock market, right? Like how do you, <laughs> where if you try to objectively, quote unquote, find something like, under, uh, what do you do under, under a microscope? Do you run a lab test? How do you find something that unifies uh, rotten milk and, and the stock market? So it would seem that it's the relation of rotten milk to a person and the relation of uh, the stock market to a person that is in question. If a person drinks rotten milk, they feel, uh, right? They feel that the way they don't want to feel. And if a person loses, that same person loses money on the stock market, he or she also feels, uh, I, I feel the way I don't want to feel. So the converse of that, there's a converse experience uh, that... Uh, constitutes a, a person or is, or is uh, made up of a person saying, yeah, I like it, right? It's making me feel the way I want to feel. And it seems that that is what a person means by this term, love, right? So consequently then, a person can extend their uh, their love, if, if we've defined it like this, to, to anything and everything depending on the circumstance. So let's say that um, right now a person hates a given company, right? Why? Because the company's their competitor and they could cause them to lose their job and that wouldn't feel good. But now a, a person's own company merges and acquires another company or the company that previously the, the CEO, for example, hated. And now the CEO says, I love the company. Why? Well, because it's leading to my profit. So a person has extended his or her sphere of interest um, and affection uh, to, to encompass the company. Right? It could be that we feel completely neutral toward a person. We meet them. We don't feel any type of way about them. But if then we're in a relationship with them or we get married to them, now we do generally say, I love you. Right? Why? Because we've encompassed our interest to include this person. Before, this person didn't really make me feel any sort of way, a person figures. And now he or she does. Now I need them for my self-esteem. Right? We may uh, feel totally neutral about some food. We may be given a new food while we're traveling uh, and uh, we don't know how we feel about it. We say, somebody says, do you, do you like this food or not? I have no idea, I haven't tried it. Then we try it, it makes, it tastes good, it makes us feel great. So we say, I love this food. All right, so we see that we can uh, give our love and take our love away rather easily and even during the course of the same day, we may feel sometimes, uh, say we have children, now our children are, are making us feel proud, they got a good grade, they got honor roll, and, and you know we we can post it on social media. We can uh, brag to our friends, and then we say, "Yeah, I love my kids. I love them." All right? And then uh, the the next day they're in trouble. They've embarrassed us. They've done something stupid. Now we will we would still say, uh, of course, uh, I love them, but we may not feel it. We may feel some very different type of way. All right? Now we have a friend who is on our side, who gets our back, who listens to our complaints about life. So we say, I love them, of course. The next day they don't. The next day they quote unquote stab us in the back or they're not supportive or something like that. So we don't love them. We hate them. So we see that this is the, this seems to be the, the common meaning uh, and usage of, of this term. Uh, all right, so now the question is, it, to, to dig deeper, we have to, it gets even trickier because then it's not only about usage, 
Because usage, we see usage. It's not. It, it's not that that complicated. So the question is, how, how can we possibly dig deeper? So may, many strategies we can look at how people that have advanced themselves have used this term, or we can simply think uh, um, logically a little bit and and see what we can deduce, but without making it about the words, without making it about the sounds, without making it a question of scholastic type of uh, syllogisms, right? Oh, A equals B, B equals C, A equals C, therefore we approved, yada, yada. But no, we want to directly refer to reality, to experiences, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and consequently try to to figure something out there. So maybe uh, uh, another thing we can say here is that what we love conforms to a particular ideal that we have. That seems to be another usage actually of this term. So for example, if there's a panel of judges and they're judging figure skating competition, uh, they're, they're going to say, they may not say it, but the numbers speak for themselves. Excuse me. The certain performances which are deemed to be skilled and without falls and, and without uh, uh, blunders and awkwardness, uh, the judges say, I love this performance. Or again, the number, what do they give? One through 10? Maybe uh, they don't even know exactly, but whatever it may be, let's say it is one through 10, the, the nine or the 10 would be the equivalent of, I love this performance, right? Or I'm supposed to love this performance, even if, if uh, personally I have some kind of bias, I didn't like this song, maybe I, 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 I'm friends with uh, uh, an, a different skater, so personally I wanted to give you a zero if I could, but I can't because then I would get in trouble, so I know I, have, I ought to love this performance. It was objectively excellent, so I say I love it, I give it a nine or a ten. I, um, or for an art critic, for example, who's skilled, says I love this uh, a good painting uh, right I love the Mona Lisa more than I love some scribbles that somebody without any talent has made or somebody who's a mathematician says I love an equation that has been solved correctly when say 2 plus 2 is 4 I love that but I don't love 2 plus 2 is 5 it, th- that I don't love so we see here that another way of, of using this term is to um, assess a degree of conformity toward an ideal that we have or toward a criteria which we are holding in mind. So can this help us to gain a deeper definition of this term? So if we begin to ask ourselves, why do we, let's say that we love um, something something particular, right? We love ice skating or we love baseball or, or we love bird watching or we love uh, riding in balloons or we love uh, uh, diving and swimming uh, or we love the beach something like that we love and then we ask ourselves or we use this term to, to designate our relation with it I love this I love that then we ask ourselves why do I love this particular thing reason tells us that we have to give an answer or there has to be an answer why? Because if something is one alternative out of many, it doesn't make any sense at all to say that we prefer the alternative for its own sake. Because then why does somebody else prefer a different alternative? Right? So again, one person likes um, table tennis and one person likes playing the tuba. So if, the, if an end in itself is to play the tuba or to play table tennis... That doesn't make any sense, first of all, because these things were invented. These things weren't around at some point. There's alternatives to these things, and there just doesn't seem to be any conceivable conception where a person could prefer something like this for its own sake. I love the, playing the tuba in order to play the tuba. Why? 
it just because no, it doesn't it's not a, it's not something that passes muster all right to, to put it like that same thing for the table tennis same thing for any other activity same thing for math or medicine same thing for for art or um what's another a word uh <laughs> um can't think of one whatever uh, uh physics whatever it may be right it, it's the same thing. It doesn't make sense that a person loves the thing for its own sake. So we would ask, why do you love this given thing? So a person has to dig deep and think, why do they love it? And then they have to, if it's still something which has alternatives, they have to dig a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And and whatever you want to call it, logic, reason, but not the fake kind, meaning of the A equals B, but, but the, the real kind, suggests to us that ultimately we're going to have to hit upon something to which there is no alternative, something which is desirable for its own sake, which is uh, uh, desirable in its own self, as opposed to for the sake of anything else. So again, uh, we're driving to the beach. Why do you want to drive to the beach? So that I can relax. Why do you want to relax? So that I can do, do better at work. Why do you want to do better at work? So I can earn more money. Why do you want to earn more money? So I can pay my mortgage. Why do you want to pay the... Right? You get the point. So we ask why, 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 why? Just like a little kid. And eventually it stands to reason we're going to hit, hit a wall where we can't ask why anymore. And this, again, it's all conceptual, so to speak, uh, or, or it's experiential, whatever you want to say. It's not... We need to snap out maybe of, of, a, of a mechanical type of mindset where we're thinking we're going to hit some kind of uh, particle we see under a microscope or something we see through a telescope. We're trying to uh, think about our experiences in their own selves. So, but yeah, it's that's the reason we're going to uh, eventually going to hit that. And uh, the idea then would be that we love that, whatever it is that we would hit for its own sake and not for the sake of anything else. All right. So then the question is, why do we love everything else? Again, logic suggests to us that we love it because we calculate that it will lead us toward what we love for its own sake. Right? So that is not at all saying what it is that we love for, for uh, its own sake. But whatever it is, everything else that we think we love, we only love because we think it will lead us toward what we love for its own sake. Again, you get the logic? Now, I don't want to be too repetitive, but it's important to also to, to clarify exactly what we're saying so we don't get caught up in, in empty, pointless uh, phrases and, and, and word games. So again, uh, a person says, I love uh, to... Uh, what's something that a person loves to do? I, I love to uh, collect stamps. Why do you love to collect stamps? Well, it's just it gives me peace of mind. Why do you want that peace of mind? Well, it, it, it leads to a feeling of content. So then we would say, right, then we would say in, in relation to what is the feeling of content had? And, and then we could go deeper from there, right? Once we hit an emotion, because experientially an emotion serves, uh, is, is enough, right? If pleasure to us is enough of a motive and pain is enough of a, of a motive uh, to avoid something. Um, but we can still ask in relation to what is the pleasure because there's many pleasures. So if we say the ultimate uh, thing that, that is in itself, is desirable in itself, is pleasure. Well, there's many kinds of pleasures. There's the pleasure of a cool drink on a hot day. There's the pleasure of expensive wine in, in, a, in the evening for some people. There's the pleasure of, of, of a delicious ice cream. There's many different pleasures. So which one, right? Which pleasure is the motivating one? And if we say it's, oh, it's the pleasure of uh, the, the ice cream. Well, why instead of the other pleasure, right? So it's the same logic. We have to again keep pushing uh, why, why, why until we reach a, 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 the, the, a point where there's no more why, conceptually speaking, where we can't conceive of any alternatives. So anyhow, it stands to reason we calculate uh, 
uh, how to get to the end, how to get to what we desire for its own sake and everything else we love only in relation to that end. So uh, um, what, what do we learn from this? So we could ask what what is that end right and and it's really not much of a point to to commentate because it's a whole different discussion probably but we could say that it's a it's something that that's necessary it's something it's a it's existence we could say in its own self um it's 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 necessity in its own self uh, so so this deeper than uh, excuse me this deeper sense of the term love would uh, suggest to us that if a person is cognizant more of what it uh, 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 of what it is that they truly want, then and then they uh, consciously, intellectually relate everything contingent to their necessary uh, love, then the love will be much deeper than simply "I like that." What does that mean? That's the, that's always the question. What in the world do the empty words and and phrases that we say mean? So the idea is that. If a person, let's say, is not a thinking person whatsoever, then the sole meaning of the term love for them is, this makes me feel the way I want to feel. It makes me feel pleasurable. It improves my self-esteem. It makes me feel good. So one day it's this company. The next day it's another company. One day it's this person. Could even be the same day. The next day or the same. Later in the day it's this other person. Now it's this food. Now it's another food. It's whatever it is. It's just like an animal, right? Because we understand we would say if we were to anthropomorphize a dog a little bit and put words in its what is it mouth and its snout? It, it, we can imagine um, it saying, "I love this bone. I love this broth uh, soup. I love this uh, when my owner throws me a frisbee." Right? But we understand that this is purely instinctual. So this is our normal mode of loving. But the question is, what's the alternative? The alternative then would be to intellectually recognize that we only love ultimately a single thing. We love what's necessary. We love what's in itself. And uh, consequently, anything that we come across, we're going to try to see in light of, not of our personal desires. Right? This makes me feel good, but in light of um, how something stands uh, in relation to necessity, how something stands in relation to to, to what must be. Right? So again, this is more so on the level of chit-chat and, and empty terms. So we need to think of a concrete example. Um, so... Let's say that uh, a, a person again who, who who hasn't who's not a thinking person, they happen to, it happens to be that the latest social media fa- uh, craze uh, stimulates them and draws them their attention away and engages them. So consequently, they say, "I love this social media." Maybe the latest one, right? Watching little short clips. I love this. What that translates to is this makes me feel good. Now, if a person has a higher form of love. They would think, what will ultimately lead to to my good? And and a person can think and study and, and think about these things and see that what will ultimately lead to my good, something like wisdom, something like character development, something like developing my intellect, developing my mind. So then a person will view something in light of these higher objectives and will say, I don't love watching these, these short, stupid videos or this latest social media because it will not lead me toward the higher good. What I do love is something, or more so, what, what I love is something that'll lead me toward uh, the, the good, right? Again, for acquiring a piece of wisdom, clarifying a thought, 
perfecting uh, or, uh, or correcting a, a character trait and so forth and so on. As it relates to other people, a person, again, who's thoughtless loves somebody that makes them feel a certain type of way. Regardless of the person's character, regardless of the person's intellect and development, somebody makes me feel some type of way that I want to feel, makes me feel special, makes me feel like I'm the only one, yada, yada. I love this person. I love you. I love you, right? But if a person is is, is trying to capture a little bit of the higher form of love, they're going to think, ultimately, I can only truly love a, a, a person as an individual who is living up to the high standards, right? Who is worth loving, who embodies qualities and, and characteristics that are in relation to the good, in relation to the higher good. Again, a person with, with good character, with integrity, who's trustworthy, who's not abusive, who's not rude, and so forth and so on. So then a person is going to say, I don't care how this, this person makes me feel in the moment. What I care is about is, is an objective uh, relation of, of this person to, to the good. And can I give to, to this person can they give to me so that's a higher form of love then and we see then it doesn't fluctuate uh, if, uh, if our kid and the same thing would obviously go for, for our kids doesn't then fluctuate if, if our kids make honor roll and make us proud or not because we're not thinking in those kinds of terms how is this person making me feel we're thinking in terms of how can I lead uh, the, my kids to, toward the good how can I lead toward them having great character and a great mind and great morals and all this and consequently that has nothing to do with how they make me feel or whether or not uh, I, I feel proud of them because they, they got a good grade. I want them to get a good grade in order for, for their own sake if that's truly uh, what's good for them, right? So we say here that, that there does seem to be a differentiation uh, there to, to be made, right? Or for example, normally we love whatever thought, whatever ide ideology, whatever and whatever we've heard that'll make us feel special, that'll make us feel good, that'll make us feel like we know something somebody doesn't, right? So how many people are there in the world that say, I love and fill in the blank after that, a conspiracy theory, I love this pseudo-scientific nonsense, I love this pseudo-philosophical nonsense, I love this uh, th this weird, strange uh, thing that I heard or this book, right? Very many, but a person then who's trying to... to to uh, have a, a higher form of love would say, no, I don't love that because it will not lead me toward my good. It will not lead me toward sanity. It will not lead me toward reality, toward necessity. It will lead me, lead me toward craziness, meaning any of the, this kind of nonsense that's in the world, these the, uh, uh, ridiculous ideas, everything's screwed up, all of that. So a person then says, I love clear thought. I love excellent uh, uh, work, excellent philosophy, excellent science, excellent literature, Excellent poetry, something that, that that truly gets the job done, as opposed to the latest uh, disturbed uh, nonsense that there's always ha always has been and continues to be a boatload of, right? So that's another we can say differentiation between a higher form of love and a lower form of love, and we could probably keep going with that and, and apply it um, across the board. But that should be enough, right? So we see again; these are just ideas. We we can it's more to demonstrate the reasoning process of trying to figure out. Uh, terms and trying to figure out concepts and, and how to make sense of things without uh, just subsisting on the level of terms, right? And then defining one thing in terms of another. There's an alternative. We can actually think about our experiences. We can actually think about how our mind works, how our will works, how our desires work, and then try to reference that using the clearest terms that we can. Excuse me. And then try to build up a conception from there. But aside from just the the, the, the demonstration of a, of a particular sort of reasoning, it is useful to note that 
We are capable of love, but it takes, a, if again, according to, to the way we've defined it, not to say that's how it is, but according to, to some of these ideas we've loosely put forth, we can say that there's a... Uh, that there's the initial animalistic elementary form of love which translates to this makes me feel good and this doesn't and there's the higher form of love which translates to I understand intellectually how this will lead to the ultimate end or good what we said right in relation to which everything else uh, all other desires arise and uh, the the more we we think about that and the more we uh, develop these ideas in our mind Hopefully we, we can um, we can attain as far as we are now from it we can uh, reach the the highest forms of love uh, that we can. I'm right, so we can think about it. Thank you for listening.